I always call Dr. King the uh, forgivable socialist. And, the forgivable uh, socialist. Yeah, yeah, because nowadays that word is poison to any politician. But back then, Dr. King really believed in a community coming together and helping each other. You know, you, rate, you make a community garden to feed the neighborhood, not just yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think as a community we've gotten away from and separated from. And now it's just my garden, my yard, my house in this community. What did you think you had to do to portray the king that you believed him to be? Uh, for me, I didn't want to do, you know, you see the trailer and Cranston looks exactly like, like LBJ. And he portrays it in a way that's really remarkable and, and, and spot on from the LBJ that you see and, and people talk about. Uh, Dr. King, I felt, was a man who is more known by his actions than his looks. And uh, for, for me, it was more about his essence. You know, if you can capture a man's um, esteem, capture his essence, capture mm -hmm. the way people felt about him, people will believe you're that man. So I felt trying to look like him would be disrespectful to his legacy. So I didn't want to do any of all the uh, add-ons or anything like that. When, when you um, look back in the research you did, mm. um, it made you more admiring? By far. Uh, by, especially in things the, you didn't know. Right. The, the day and age that we live in, you know, with social media and everything, you're not allowed to be a human being. I think with Dr. King, the more I learned of his flaws, the more I admired him as a human, the more I respected him as a man. Because I feel like if you... Flaws you, and all. Yeah. When you put people up on pedestals, there's no way for them to be relatable. And I see every time there was a chip on that pedestal, every time he stepped off that pedestal, I realized how much I was like him and how, how, how much he was like me. Uh, you read Tavis Smiley's book. I did. I what did. did that inform? How did that inform? Uh, well, it's a oh, death of a king. Is it? Yeah, death of a king. It's a wonderful depiction of the final 365 days of uh, Dr. King's life, and it shows one his um, the nature in which he was a uh, facilitator for the black community into the white community and the white community into the black community. I think the one thing this movie shows that you never really see is you know the um, Dr. King with his core group of advisors, leaders, and friends, and that, that frustration between Stokely and Ralph Abernathy right. and all those guys, right. and Dr. King having to moderate that, and then go into the world of LBJ and have to moderate that. Yeah. And I mean, knowing he was, that J. Edgar Hoover was after him and all that. Exactly, knowing he was after him. And he was just a phenomenal politician. I think a lot of people don't give him enough respect for the politician he was. He played on both sides of the coin. And that's why he and uh, LBJ got along so well, because it, uh, it was Ali Frazier. There was a yeah. mutual respect there. I want to see you as King. Here is uh, Dr. King speaking to a group of protesters about the importance of civil rights. But the government can't legislate what people feel in their home. And he's right. The law can't make white folks love you. But the law can prevent them from lynching you. The law can prevent them from denying you a job and your child an education. But the law can ensure that you have the right to vote. Amen. to tell you fine people who to vote for. But come election day, 
Let's be sure to send a fine senator from Arizona and his tender heart back to the desert where he belongs. I assume they're talking about Barry Goldwater. Right. Who's in the Republican nominee. <laughs> right. That's what was so great about Dr. King. He never came out for LBJ, but he came out against yes, Barry Goldwater. Goldwater. Yeah. And that was the compromise, you know? Tell me, you call acting a serious negotiation. Definitely. What's the negotiation? Uh, well, it's uh, you have two actors on a set, and you never know how that other actor is going to work or how he's going to, if when and if he's going to respect the craft. So you always have to find yourself in a neutral position. You never want to get too big that you don't celebrate the joy of acting, but you always want to be humble enough to where you're always uh, chasing that great feeling that it's like hitting a perfect shot on a golf course. Yeah. Every other shot can be awful, but you're still chasing that one exactly. feeling of that perfect swing. And you remember how sweet it was. Oh, every single time. Uh, <laughs> Brian Cranston to work with. Um, he was phenomenal. It was, uh, it was, uh,